podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hashtag Dissunomics Podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. <clears throat> I hope you took in last week's podcast episode as well as the Monday morning gist. By the time you are listening to this, it's very likely that I've dropped another YouTube video giving you a quick overview of some of the key news that's hit the streets in the previous seven days. So make sure you subscribe to Dissunomics on YouTube. Just search Dissunomics on YouTube or check the link in the description of this podcast. Don't forget to Patreon, join Dysonomics on Patreon, be a Dysonomics Patreon member, Dysonomics on Patreon.com forward slash Dysonomics. So make sure you jump on that. And of course, the socials, the socials, Dysonomics Pod and Dysonomics on Instagram. I posted a quite controversial for some reason video on what's it called? Instagram. I got a vaccination. They hit me up. I think they texted me the week before. Um, because the next phase of people being invited for vaccinations are people between the ages of 16 and 65 who have any form of underlying health conditions. This can include stuff like asthma, for example. Um, so I had something when I was a child, maybe like three years old. I found out when I got the text because I called my GP to make sure this wasn't a mistake because I was thinking, why? why are you not calling me? That doesn't make no sense. I was thinking maybe they meant to call, um, text my dad or something or my mum. So yeah, so I initially booked a appointment for a Tuesday. I booked at 10.30. I forgot I actually have a job. <laughs> and I couldn't be bothered to go through the process of getting that signed off. So I said, let me just do it for Thursday after work. Did it for Thursday after work. Seamless process. Go check out my Instagram. You can uh, talk a bit more detail about the process. Cool. So then I spoke about um, trying to... I said, yeah, this is the process for those who are a bit worried about it is not as daunting as it seems because some of the people who are kind of adverse to the vaccine some are fully anti-vaccination some are fully anti-this vaccine some are people just a bit scared or some people they don't know they're a bit confused so this is more for the people who maybe a bit scared or don't know a bit more confused to kind of ease their thoughts like yeah it's not that bad but again i said guys people make an informed decision consult you yourself and your family and kind of like do your thing i did speak against people with who are on a misinformation vibe because there's too many of them who who anyway so i was like yeah don't people please if you're gonna be anti something at least have a slightest speck of evidence don't just be saying it for saying sake because you saw it on, on some blog on instagram or some whatsapp videos or you heard it on clubhouse over majority responses fantastic great um great um debates and stuff but my god there were some really weird people and my friends are the, like the best. They're so funny. They always troll me in all my comments. And some of them are pretending that I got a sponsored ad or whatever. I, of course I didn't. <laughs> I explained in the video. And some jabronis, non-entities, absolute clowns, took it seriously and were going in. Uh, allegedly, some people have gone onto their bum-ass platforms to like talk about me. Weird. Thanks anyway. Like Share the video, whatever, cool. But that's strange. Like I didn't call out nobody by name. I didn't, I didn't advocate for people to take the vaccine. I just spoke on my experience, which 99% of the people who watched that knew. God, but maybe people watching the video on mute 
or maybe people were just crackheads. I don't know. But that was a, that was a funny experience. So if you want to laugh, go on my Instagram, check my last IGTV video, and you will see nothing but pure bants there because some of these people are absolutely crazy. A lot of people saying things. I mean, one one person was like, "I don't know why you you wouldn't answer the question. Why did you get paid for this or not? You keep avoiding it." I said in the video, I didn't get paid. I said in the comments about six, seven times. People are insane. Anyway, enough about that. This week's podcast, we are focusing on investing. Investing, shall I say. So this is kind of like an introductionary, like foundational level knowledge when it comes to investing because we've seen a lot of people recently getting their investment back as they should. Long may it continue. People, do your research and be safe with your investments. So I thought it would be a good idea to kind of give some terminology information and yeah that's this week's podcast so i hope you enjoy this week's podcast tell a friend to tell a friend and yeah let's get into it hi guys mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's lit, it's lit. It's yo what's going on people welcome back to another episode of dysonomics podcast and this time we are talking just investment just some baseline information that i think will be useful for the listeners to listen to to understand some investment terms different types of investments and some numbers to, to match. So it's probably best to start off with what is an investment. An investment is an asset or item that is purchased with a view that it will generate income or appreciate in value at some point in the future. So for example, if you buy a Chanel bag and you keep it in good condition and you think, yeah, we'll keep it in good condition. I might not overwear it too much. At some point in the future, this Chanel bag that I got for four and a half grand could be worth seven or maybe a watch or art, jewelry, a stock, commodities, cryptos, all these things are assets or items that can be purchased with a view of potential long-term gains in income and or appreciation value. So there's two ways that people kind of conflate, conflate speculation and traditional investment. Me and many people think they're two different things. So investment is, if somebody invests, they have um, a view of ownership. So when you purchase a stock, for example, you own that stock. If it's property, you own that property. Patents, jewelry, and you could pass these down from generation to generation, give the gifts, whatever. And you, you tend to have a more long-term view. So yeah, I want to purchase this and hopefully over amount of years or decades maybe this will appreciate in value and bring me some form of residual income now speculating is different speculating involves attempting to capitalize off market movements or market inefficiencies for a short-term profit so for example if you think the euro versus dollar is going to go one way you 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 kind of put money that way if you think oh i okay the price of i think um for example, Game, GameStop, the podcast I did a few podcasts ago, um, I think it's Melvin Melvin Capital, they thought that, yeah, GameStop in the mud, we're in a pandemic, people ain't really going to game shops, they're closed, they're short their stock because we believe their stock will go down in value over time and we'll make a profit. That's speculation. A lot of people are now getting more into this and it's very, very interesting to watch and exciting to see on social media. So pick up you lot. Hopefully that you lot make some great, great money. There's a strong gambling element when it comes to speculation because although it's often done with an informed decision, looking at looking at grass, news, trends, whatever, 
it is a form speculation is a form of gambling you can say because you are taking a gamble that the market will go in your desired manner depending on the type of investment speculation is considered a more riskier um form of making money than of course traditional investments because you're more short term you're looking at volatility and you're taking a gamble to certain degree so i want to look at some of the key types of things you can invest in stocks and shares so stocks and shares 99 times 100 when somebody's referring to stocks and shares they really mean the same thing it's kind of syntax when you look at the difference between them it's kind of more language so when you refer to stocks it's really common stocks which represents shares of ownership in a corporation so this could be stocks in apple so that represents the shares of ownership in the company apple and the type of stock and this is the type of stock that people tend to invest in common shares represent a claim on dividends and they also confer um conveying um confer voting rights so if you own shares in a company you could potentially get dividends you could potentially have voting rights because you're a shareholder shares share is shares are the single smallest denomination of a company's stock now if we i was looking at find.com they had a great piece loads of information on this and to kind of give you more of numeric understanding for people in the uk and their attitudes towards um owning shares so according to find.com as of 2019 in terms of stocks and shares isa account 2.2 million UK had a stocks and shares IS account. 43.5%, so let's call it 44% of these 2.3 million were women and the remaining 56% were men. Now, 2.3 million people in the grand scheme of things is not that much. That is about just over 3% of the UK population. So not that many people in the UK um, have stocks and shares. Now, what does this say? This probably speaks to a larger wealth inequality because we've seen over the period of time you can very you can make good money from stocks and shares now um 13.5 percent of uk shares owned so if you take all the shares owned in the uk 13.5 percent so just under 14 percent of these shares are actually owned by individuals the rest are owned by institutions whether it be banks um hedge funds insurance companies other lot other companies so the most the majority of shares is owned by businesses we look at the difference with when you look at gender men which i spoke about quite a lot on my podcast men are actually more inclined to get involved in stocks and shares men are more likely to take risks <laughs> probably why men tend to <laughs> not even 10 literally every single country that records data are men <sighs> die before women we're more likely to take risks we're more likely to take on riskier jobs we're more likely to sacrifice family life happy mental health our physical health to make money that's just how we are wired on average with regards to women I should say in comparison to women 73% of men on cons are considering investment opportunities a survey showed with comparison to 61% of women in May 2020 the survey also showed that 20% of Brits thought that the pandemic was a good time to invest. Slightly a bit fewer, 19.5% showed that, um, that they were likely to invest and 47% they didn't really have a change in perception. Now, if you look at the different generations, 
And let me describe the generations. So we've got Gen Z. Gen Z are born between 90, 1997 and 2015. So that's like, is my sister my? No, that's not my sister. That's my brother. And my, my, that's my two younger brothers. Then you've got millennials. I'm a, I'm a millennial. My sister's a millennial. Most of my friends are millennials. So that's between 1981 and 1996. You've got Generation X. That's born mid-60s to early 80s. So I think my mum is... No, I think my mum might be baby boomers. And you get the baby boomers. That's 1946, 1964. So Generation Z. So the, the younger generation are, the, are more likely to invest during or after the pandemic compared to baby boomers. So the youngest generation are more likely to invest than the eldest generation. Elderly people are less likely to take on risks. They probably reach a point where they're on their retirement funds and they're just kind of like chilling and they've made their money, do you know what I mean? Whereas Gen Z are still in that, yo, we need to get money. We don't have that much. So we want to find ways to get money, especially with the impact of social media, Instagram and all that type of stuff. So 75% of Gen, Gen Zs are, are want to invest during or after the pandemic. 74% are millennials. So millennials, so people my age and younger, where we want to get to the bag. 69% of genera Generation X and 60% of Baby Boomers. And so a lot of people responded to the survey had an interest in actually investing. So we're interested to see how this actually pans out across the years. So that's if that's talking stocks and shares. Now, if we are looking at... Oh, sorry. <laughs> if we are looking at funds, there's different types of funds, but I'm going to look at mutual funds. And there are also different types of mutual funds. A mutual fund is where you have a pool of money collected from as for many investors to invest in securities such as stocks, bonds, and money market instruments. So let's say there's a dysonomics mutual fund. So what happens is all my all my, my thousands of listeners, like flex with them. Let's say my followers on IG, my subscribers on YouTube, my followers on Twitter, all of all of the each all of these individuals. Oh my lord, Arsenal are losing already. All of these individuals want to invest in the Dysonomics Fund. So some may put in five grand, some may put in two grand, 500 pounds, 15,000 pounds, all these different pools of money. And let's say we got 10 million in total. So the fund, so it's a 10 million pound fund, yeah? And we can invest in either the money markets, we can invest in fixed income, so that's that bonds and stuff like that. Or we can, we can invest in stocks and shares. So so it's like all these people's money pulled together, and the fund manager, the money or the money manager, will use this money to invest. Make sense? Cool. This gives individuals or small investors access to professionally managed portfolios. So whereas I couldn't go to I don't know BlackRock or MNG investments ago, yo, here's five grand. Could you not like help me manage my money? I'm going to need way more on that. They deal in big, big quantities. And those type of fund managers deal with institutions or high net worth individuals. But funds, these type of funds give me the opportunity to gain some returns from a professionally managed portfolio. So each, so in this instance, each shareholder therefore participates proportionally in the gains and losses of the fund. So if my, if the Dysonomics funds 
over a year gains one million pounds. Yeah, we gain ten percent. Whippy, the people who invested ten grand get a ten percent increase. The people who invested a hundred grand get a ten percent increase. So obviously your gains are proportional to how much you put in. If God forbid this economics fund lost a million pounds, so lost um lost ten percent, you you lose ten percent of the money you put in. That's how it works. How do these people make money? Of course, they make money from fees and commissions. Pretty simple. There's also a thing called index funds, which is very, very good in my opinion. This is not financial advice, by the way, but okay. An index fund, let me explain index fund. Now I'm in a mess. Index fund is a type of mutual or ETF, which is exchange trader fund with a portfolio is constructed to match or track the components of a market index. So a market index is, so you're looking at, imagine a market index as like almost like a shopping market, yeah? A supermarket for all different types of stocks and shares. So we've got the FTSE 100, which is the 100 largest companies pub, companies in the UK. You've got the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies in the United States. You've got NASDAQ, that's like a bunch of tech companies. You've got all these different types of indexes. Now, it might be a bit difficult for you to invest individually in all 100, under 100 companies in a FTSE, but instead you can invest in the index. And the index, essentially, is like your money is being spread across the performance of this index. So of, your money is being put on the performance of the 500 biggest companies in America, if it's S&P 500, or the 100 biggest companies in the UK, which is the FTSE 100. And of course, you can invest in cryptocurrencies as well. Um, cryptocurrency, which I've got a podcast, maybe three or four podcasts ago. So make sure you check that out. I'll put the link in my bio. So here's like some of the different things you can invest. I'm probably in a different pod. I'm going to go into a bit more um, bespoke ones. So I'm talking, I'll talk art. I'll talk jewelry. I'll talk commodities. Maybe cryptos again, maybe real estate. So I wanted to focus on the more financial security tax funds, stocks. Oh yeah, I'll also talk about bonds with you. So that's a quick introduction into investment. People, please send me any questions, anything you want to hear about. I'm happy to speak on it. Make sure you jump on the Patreon. Next week, we'll be back. Me and my boy David Bell, um, Market Talk. We usually talk about what happened in the world of investments. And of course, this is Monday morning news. Subscribe on YouTube. But yeah, people, have a blessed week. And until next week, peace and blessings. Oh, and anti-vaxxers, suck your mums. That's on guard them. Sports Social Podcast Network.